Morgan's AM. US equity markets advance on Friday night to cap a strong weekly performance. Morgan's AM, your pre-market briefing. US equity markets advanced to lift the benchmark indices to their best weekly performance since the week ended the 6th of November 2020, according to Dow Jones market data. Dow climbed for a fifth straight session, settling 274 points or 0.8% higher. Salesforce and Apple were among the top gainers in the Dow, rising 4% and 2.1% respectively. The broader S&P 500 gained 1.2%, information technology and consumer discretionary both gained over 2% to lead 10 of the 11 primary sectors higher. Utilities down 0.9% was the only primary sector to settle in the red on Friday. General Motors Co. rose 0.4% in extended trading on Friday after announcing that it was buying SoftBank Vision Fund's stake in its autonomous driving unit, Cruise, for $2.1 billion, lifting its stake to approximately 80%. The Nasdaq rallied just over 2%, Nvidia Corp. rallied 6.8%, and Meta Platforms up 4.2%. The small capitalization at Russell 2000 Index added 1%. Friday's session marked quadruple witching, the simultaneous expiration of stock index futures, stock index options, stock options and single stock futures, underpinning solid trading volumes. Investors continue to monitor developments in Ukraine. Russia has given Ukrainian forces a Monday deadline to surrender control of the besieged port city of Mariupol. President Biden meets the North Atlantic Treaty Organization and European Union leaders in Brussels on Thursday for a two-day summit to discuss Russia's invasion of Ukraine. For the week, the Dow gained 5.5%. The S&P 500 rallied 6.2%, with consumer discretionary gaining more than 9% to be the leading primary sector last week, followed by information technology up 7.8%. Airlines were up 14.7% for the week. Energy was the only primary sector to decline, falling 3.6%. The Nasdaq outperformed last week with an 8.2% rally. The US corporate calendar this week sees Nike report fiscal third quarter earnings tonight. Adobe Inc. post their first quarter result on Tuesday night, while Nvidia Corp. and NetApp host Investor Days. Sintas Corp., General Mills, KB Home, Tencent Holdings and Winnebago Industries are among companies slated to post quarterly results on Wednesday, while Occidental Petroleum hosts an Investor Day. And Moderna Inc. hosts its third annual Vaccines Day, where the mRNA therapeutics pioneer will discuss the progress of its vaccine pipeline on Thursday night. In US economic data, existing home sales decreased 7.2% between January and February, falling to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 6.02 million against economist forecasts for 6.13 million. The chief economist for the National Association of Retailers noted that housing affordability continues to be a major challenge as buyers are getting a double whammy rising mortgage rates and sustained price increases. Separately, the conference board's leading index rose 0.3% in February, a measure of current economic conditions increased 0.4%. The travel and leisure sector climbed over 2.4% to lead the pan-European stock 600 index 0.9% higher, recording its best weekly performance since the week ended the 6th of November 2020, up 5.2%. The index also wiped out losses incurred since Russia invaded Ukraine on the 24th of February. Germany's DAX edged 0.2% higher on Friday, France's CAC up 0.1%. London's FTSE 100 added 0.3% with home builders pacing the gains. 
Elsewhere, Vodafone Group rose 1.3% after Reuters reported that global infrastructure funds have approached the telecom giant to invest in its $16 billion master company, Vantage Towers. Heavyweight oil majors capped the broader market's gains on Friday, BP down 2.1% and Shell with a 1.2% decline. Asian bourses were mixed on Friday after a very volatile week that eventually saw policymakers in Beijing announce a suite of market-friendly measures. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index lost 0.4% but gained 4.2% for the week after trading in a range of over 16.5% in the past five trading days. China's Shanghai Composite Index gained 1.1% on Friday, pairing its weekly decline to 1.8%. Foreign investors have dumped a record $6 billion worth of Chinese shares in the first three months of 2022 as they take fright at new coronavirus outbreaks and the risk that Western countries will sanction Beijing if it supports Russia's war in Ukraine. Base metals were mixed to end another volatile week for the complex. Copper rose 0.9% to $10,339 per tonne, or just shy of $4.69 a pound, extending their weekly climb to 1.8%. Nickel dropped by its maximum limit for a third session in a row on Friday, down 12% to $36,915 per tonne. The London Metal Exchange faced further technical problems, with some traders unable to enter orders ahead of the open. The LME again announced that it would raise the limit for nickel trading, which rises to 15% for tonight's session. Elsewhere, aluminium edged 0.2% higher on Friday, but was down 2.5% for the week. Australia has banned the sale of alumina and aluminium ores to Russia, including bauxite, to limit Russia's ability to produce aluminium, a major Russian export and a critical component in arms and munitions. Russia relies on Australia for approximately 20% of its alumina needs. Zinc was up 0.3% on Friday. The People's Bank of China announced their latest decision around their key lending rates later today. Benchmark Spot Iron Ore gained $4.45 or 3% to $151.35 a metric tonne, pairing their weekly decline to approximately 2%. Gold futures settled $13.90 or 0.7% lower at $1,929.30 an ounce, to be down 2.8% for the week. Benchmark oil prices settled higher on Friday and consolidated above $100 per barrel, but posted a second straight weekly loss. WTI gained $1.72 or 1.7% to $104.70 a barrel, taking the benchmark US contract's two-day rebound to a tick over 10%. However, the front-month contract still posted a 4.2% weekly fall. Brent climbed $1.29 or 1.2% to $107.93 a barrel, building on the previous session's 8.8% rebound, but still logging a 4.2% weekly decline. Saudi Arabian oil giant Aramco reported blowout full-year earnings on Sunday, posting a more than doubling in year-on-year net profit to $110 billion, up 124% versus the $49 billion reported in 2020 and in line with analysts' expectations. US 10-year Treasury yields fell 4.6 basis points to 2.15%, pairing the benchmark maturity's weekly yield climb to 14.2 basis points. The 10-year yield has soared 42.4 basis points over the last two weeks, the largest two-week gain since the period that ended the 18th of November 2016. At the shorter end of the curve, the two-year note yield added 1.6 basis points to 1.96% to be up 20.7 basis points for the week. St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard on Friday called for a dramatic increase in the Fed's overnight lending rate to more than 3% this year, a step he feels is needed to catch up with inflation, posing a particularly heavy burden on families. 
Mr. Bullard said that he not only favoured a half a point increase at last week's monetary policy meeting, but rate increases at a pace that would require half point increases at most of the Fed's remaining meetings this year. Separately, Fed Governor Chris Waller told CNBC the central bank may need to enact one or more 50 basis point rises in response to surging inflation. And the Australian dollar is buying approximately 74.2 US cents this morning. This is general advice only, and we have not considered your needs or objectives.